I don't need to say much uh, for Miss Sherry, but uh, I do enjoy the conversation. So I'm going to learn from her as we all do. As Caitlin said, we're talking all about discipleship this month. What it means to uh, get outside with Jesus. How do we do that to become a disciple maker? And Sherry has been that in so many people's lives. And uh, as we share these stories this month, right, we want to kind of go back and understand uh, how they've been discipled, how they're becoming a disciple, and how they've been disciple makers. So, um, Sherry, take us back. What opened your eyes to your own need to be discipled? I think for me, it was scripture. Um, There were times, Eric and I were in ministry, so we were always preparing, and um, I was in the Word. But what really, really changed my life was one time that I was seeking, and uh, Psalm 63.1, this um, scripture really seemed to to change my relationship. It's like, you God are my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you, my whole body longs for you in like a, uh, in a dry and parched land where there is no water. And as I read that and reflected on that, I just thought to myself, what kind of love for God is that? Because I don't have that. My body doesn't long for you like in a desert and and I'm like but somebody experienced that with God and Mm. so at that time I just begin to to pray and stay in the word and say I want this what what is it going to take for me to feel and not just it's not just feelings but to love you like that is really what it was is boils down to I wanted that kind of love relationship with God and so as I begin to seek and follow him then that's kind of what, what happened. And then there were other scripture um, at times in my life when I'm, because people did pour into me. I had a great Sunday school teacher as a young adult, and he he really modeled discipleship for us, and he discipled us. Um, but when Peter, after he was um, with the Lord, when the Lord was risen and they were fishing, there was another one, and, and that's in John about he asked Peter, you know, three times if he loved him. <clears throat> and it really, I was seeking what, what God was wanting in my life at that time. It was shortly after we moved here, and my sweet, sweet friend Jenny and I, um, we were able to just have, we talked the other night about just, we we had that discipleship time, and well, neither one of us were working. We were trying to get transitioned, and we were we could send our kids off to school, and we couldn't wait to get together and dig into the Word. And she helped me and prayed for me, and we it was just a sweet time. And so I know how important that is. But God showed me that the first thing He said was, um, "Feed my lambs." Well, you know probably better than anybody, a lamb is different than a sheep. Mm. You know that they're smaller. And then the second time He asked him, <clears throat> He said, "Take care of my sheep." And then the third time it was feed my sheep. And so that was like a revelation to me of what God was wanting me to do at that time. And and Jenny helped me, you know, pray through that. So, again, I think it was just having somebody there to to stand alongside you, encourage you. But ultimately for me, I think it was just in Scripture. Yeah. That's so cool because um, we, we use this phrase here in the community group, you win people to what you win people with. So to hear that the Lord won you over, the Lord called you to himself through his word is really impactful. So you, you talked about not only the word, but some people along the way. Um, and maybe you've already answered this, but tell us more about the specifics. Was there a time in your life that you felt like discipleship was really effective, and what did that look like? What, what was, what's the most effective discipleship has been in your life? 
Um, again, for me, I think that has had to be continuous. It's not something that I just jump in and out of for it to be effective. And to surround me with people that are going to hold me accountable to mm. that. Mm. And um, then it boils down to obedience. Um, you can be in the word and pray and have a no lot of knowledge of God. But when you truly love him in that relationship, you're going to want to be obedient. And I think that's the difference in following him because the Lord's never going to make us follow him. You know, we talked about this the other night in community group. It says, if you want to be my disciple, take up your cross daily and follow me. And for me, it has to be daily because I mess up, you know, but his mercies are new every morning and just following him in obedience and um, discipleship is, is learning and being taught and it reminds me of a story when the girls were little. Um, we lived on a dead-end street, and there was only about six houses on that street. And there was a basketball goal, but they could ride their bikes up and down that street all day long, and it was safe. And the neighbors' kids did too. But there was a stop sign at the end of the street, and they couldn't go past that. And if they went past the stop sign, then they had to park their bikes and watch the other kids ride or whatever. But there was a consequence for not being obedient. And that's how God is. A lot of, I've talked to a lot of young people and even older people. You know, I don't know that I want to follow God like that because I don't want to give up this great life or whatever. And that just seems like a bunch of do's or don'ts. But if we truly understand that God's word and his, um, you know, guidance is for our benefit, it makes all the difference. And so um, one day, poor Alyssa came home and she was distraught. Something had happened at school and just hurt her feelings and she was just... She was just beside herself. So she decided she was going to run away. And if Sailor's here, this is your favorite story, Sailor. But anyway, um, she got her little wagon. Of course, we packed a snack because that's what we do in our family. And then she took off. And I was watching her from the front door, and she couldn't see me. And then she got to the end of the street and then she turned around and came back and she was sitting on the step and I went out and I said what's the matter and she goes you know I can't go past the stop sign <laughs> so but I say that to say that's like God he he disciples us and teaches us so that we can then be self-disciplined and self-taught to these are things are for our good you know and that it, it enhances that love relationship with him and that obedience and then just like the the rich young ruler and Zacchaeus. Um, that's what that boiled down to. I thought about this after we had that in community group again, and it was like, that's that was the difference. You know, Jesus asked the rich young ruler to sell all he had, but he wasn't obedient. He couldn't do it, and so he walked away sorrowful. Mm -hmm. But where Zacchaeus, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house. He jumped right down and went with him and was obedient, and he was a follower of Christ. So for me, that's another thing that it's most effective when it's continuous and that my love for God is such that I'm able to be obedient. Mm. I, I think people, you might be getting a sense of this, but I think one of the reasons you're a good disciple maker is because your relationship with the Lord is so tangible. Uh, it's like I'm having a conversation with you and I know that you know the Lord and you heard the, the, what you're saying is real. And, and so... Um, help me understand, right? There's this point where it's like, okay, the Lord's discipling me. I'm growing as a believer, but he calls us to be disciple makers, to join him in that mission. So 
Like, yes, it's me and the Lord, but then there's that sense of community and being involved in the mission. So why, why are you passionate about being a disciple maker? Um, first of all, we're called to do that in Matthew, to go and make disciples. Um, so in order to be obedient, and once again, and to love the Lord, that's what he calls us to do. However, uh, I've lived long enough now, and many of you all know that Eric and I were in youth, youth ministry and uh, for years, and then young adult Sunday school class, and I've just seen firsthand the difference that it makes to disciple, to, to intentionally disciple um, you know, young people, uh, and I can see the, the ones that were discipled, and not necessarily by us by any means, but I can tell when people have been discipled and when they haven't, you know, and it makes a big difference. And so I'm passionate about that because, number one, God calls us to do that, and I, I do love him with my whole heart, and so I want to be obedient. But then also I've seen the effectiveness of pouring into young people and uh, it makes a difference for the kingdom, not just for, you know, for us. And when you really love the Lord, it, oh, I don't want to say it comes naturally because we're, our naturalness is sinful. But I guess to sum it up is I had a mentor, in, a nurse mentor in Henderson, and she told me we were doing some trainings and we were teaching other nurses, and she's like, we can, you can't, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. She said, but our job is to make them want to. Mm. And so that's kind of how I feel. I want Jesus to just ooze out of us so much, just like I was just with that scripture that I want that. I mm. want that kind of relationship with the Lord. And to let them, you know, to let others know that that's, that's not just for certain people. Um, it used to really bother me when people say, oh, the Lord is teaching me such and such. And this is probably just me, but I thought, yeah, but that's because you're who you are, and God, God, you're special because God will teach you. But God is a teacher, and now as a teacher, I know you can teach your heart out, and not everybody's going to learn. And I've learned this firsthand that I have nursing kids who want to go in the medical field, and they may struggle in all their other classes, math and English, but when they get in these classes that where they really want to be and they're seeking after what you know is important to them, suddenly they begin to learn the metric system and they're learning algebra because you have to figure out dosages and calculations and they can trace the blood flow of the heart and tell somebody else about it. And the other teachers are like, what? But it's because that's important to them and they want to learn. So mm. we can, we're all learners. And God will teach anybody because he says, if you seek me, you will find me. Hmm. But I think that's what our job is, is to be salt and light and to just pour into others. And, and I think that will come when we do that. Yeah. So uh, this is amazing. I just, I just got to give a testimony to the Lord. Um, I was having a text conversation with Chad Flickinger. Some of you guys know Chad. Chad, if you're watching online, you made the gathering and you weren't even trying to. But we were having a text conversation this morning, and he used that exact phrase that you can lead a horse to water, but you know you can't make them drink. Our job is to make them thirsty, and uh, and so the Lord must be doing something with that idea. And I hope and pray that the Lord is making Christ's community hungry and thirsty for the Lord in this season. So uh, usually I would pray for you, but I'm going to ask if you would. So there's a, a fun thing that goes on in our family. There's a story. Uh, one of the cousins. 
recognized Sherry's uh, ability to pray, and he's like, man, it's like you've got a direct line to God, and he calls her Sabrina the prayer warrior. <laughs> so uh, Sabrina, I'm going to ask if you would, if you would pray f- for us as we continue in worship today. After she prays, the band's going to come back, and we're going to sing, and I pray, uh, my prayer is that he would make us hungry and thirsty for the Lord. So, Father, first of all, we just thank you so much for loving us right where we are who we are and how we are. We thank you and we praise you for that, that we don't have to be false and fake, but we can just be who we are and you love us. And we thank you for that. And Father, I do ask that you just put a burning desire in all of our hearts to love you more, to be committed to you, Lord, and to want to to be obedient to you. Just make us salt and light to a dying, dark world. Help us to walk in that light, Father, and help that light to draw others to you. Protect us from the enemy. Father, help us to recognize his lies immediately so that we can turn back to the light and walk in that once again. But, Father, we thank you for loving us and um, for just accepting us. Help us to be your disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 